0: Here's Bobby.
1: Bobby! This is Bobby the Boomer, the Baby Boomer's buddy, coming to you today in my not-so-mobile mobile studio with the temperature gauge reading. Oh, it's not even reading because I got the engine off, so we don't know, but it's hot. It's in the 80s here in Tennessee. I hope wherever you are, you are comfortable, and I hope you're doing all right. So today's episode is the first of the series. I knew I'd get to it eventually, but it's a little bit tougher because, well, because I had to do a script. I'm not scripted. Usually, I just get a Title and wing it, but the uh, title old sayings caught my attention, and I thought about a bunch of old sayings. And I started looking them up, and there's so many old sayings I can't get it all in one show. And I know y'all are busy, so we're gonna do some short shows and do some series. I don't know how many we're gonna do. I just reckon when I get tired of looking at all these here things, and I don't like being scripted too much anyhow, and reading. That's why I have to sit in the not mobile mobile studio so I can do this. So I want to read, can't read the drive, and all that Their stuff. will want be safe so that I actually can get this out to you. So, Old Sayings Part 1. Here we go. I'm just going to read some of these old sayings. Some of them are, make sense. Some of them don't. I'll have a little commentary on each one of them. And maybe some of them just be self-explanatory so I don't have to. So the first one caught my attention was, Go suck an egg! Go suck an egg. Where did that come from? Well, I looked it up and it said the origin of the phrase is not entirely clear. But it may have originated from the idea that sucking an egg is a useless an unproductive task. That is another way in modern terminology of saying, get lost or just go away, go suck an egg. Maybe y'all heard these before, maybe boomers, maybe you haven't, but most of us have. If you're like me and you're wondering, where did these come from? That's why I looked them up, because I get to wondering sometimes, and googly-woogly is really good about looking up stuff and origins and having answers. Hasn't told me what the winning lottery numbers are yet, But, well, it does, but it tells me what the winning lottery numbers are for when they're already done. I want to know before somebody else buys the ticket, don't you? But that ain't going to happen. So let's get on with the next one. Many hands make light work. That's a biblical thing. If you got a lot of people helping, <laughs> hopefully they're good helpers, <laughs> then it makes light work. Yeah. Yes, indeedy. That's a good one right there. Okay, here's one. It's the bee's knees. That's old back from when my mama and daddy was growing up. Baby boomers went on, mamas and daddies and grandmas and grandpas. It actually comes from, uh, they say, apparently it comes from the 1920s when the flappers, that was the folks that did the E illegal bathtub gin and they had the funny looking clothes. Well, to us, (laughs) they were cool to them. They did the Charleston and all them dances and they had the speakeasy where the alcohol was illegal. So it came from the 1920s when American cartoonist Ted Dorgan is responsible for the expression of uh, the cat's pajamas and for hot dog! Hot diggity dog, you ever heard of that? Well, the bee's knees is supposed to mean really cool. I don't know why, but hey, that's pure nonsense as far as I'm concerned, but it was during the days of bathtub gin because of prohibition, so hmm, maybe that had something to do with people coming up with uh, expressions like hot dog, cat's pajamas, and the bee's knees. They wanted to associate things with animals, apparently. So, talking about animals, sayings? How about don't count your chickens before they're hatched? That's kind of common sense and because grandma would give this advice, meaning don't count on something that may not happen. So don't count your chickens like we are have 15 chickens? Well, maybe the foxes will get to the eggs, maybe the snakes will get to the eggs, maybe the chickens they won't be uh, able to hatch or something like that. So don't count your chickens before they hatch and don't count on something happening before it happens. Don't get your hopes up. That's another expression, a pretty common Common-sensical and just says what it is. A rolling stone gathers no moss. Well, I don't know how stones would roll all by themselves, but if they're rolling, they don't sit in the moisture and the heat and the stuff. They're moving constantly, so they don't grow moss. Maybe you've seen those old baby boomers. Remember those little rock things? You put the rocks in the sand and you spin them and spin them and spin them for a couple of days, and then you get these rough rocks turn out to be smooth, shiny rocks. What I got for a rolling stone gathering no moss, it means this classic proverb either encourages action instead of standing still, or reminds us that it is hard to put down roots when you're moving, or to get stale. I will add, you don't get stale if you're moving all the time, either. Here's another one. Pretty is as pretty does, or I like the one better from Forrest Gump's mama, who says stupid is as a stupid does which is what you're stupid you do stupid things if you're pretty (laughs) you're pretty right right. that's easy enough how about beat feet i remember that one i want beat feet well what does that mean well when you have to get away fast usually because you've done something wrong and it's time to beat feet well so i guess when you're running if you're running real fast it's like a boom, boom 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 you're making a rhythm so you're beating the feet like beating a drum yeah Ankle biters talking about feet. Well, ankle biters, if it's small and it crawls near your feet and it has teeth, it's an ankle biter. That's what the googly woogly said, and that includes everything from pets to children. So this begs the question, did baby boomers grow up gnawing on their parents' ankles? Hmm, because I heard that expression when I was growing up. You little ankle biter, you. So how about that? Here's another one. You're a wet rag. Have you ever been called a wet rag, baby boomers? I've been called all wet before, but never a wet rag. Turns out wet rag is another one of those disses that could only have existed in the 1950s. If a wet rag is somebody who is no fun, does that mean a dry rag is a party animal? knuckle sandwich. Don't make me give you a knuckle sandwich. You ever hear that one? I've heard that one. I've actually, when I was coming up, being a thinking I was a tough baby boomer, a tough military man, I used to say, you gonna make me give you knuckle sandwiches. Well, that's an easy one. I'm gonna punch you in the mouth. Yeah. How about Ben Franklin, old old, good old Ben Franklin, or at least it's credited to him. He had a lot of sayings and did the farmer's almanac. Almanac. (laughs) It's credited to him as saying, a stitch time saves nine. Well, literally, that could mean if you make one stitch of a loose stitch, you would save having to stitch nine stitches if it comes unraveled. So, you do like I do here in my job. I do pre maintenance. If I take care of things now that I see that might go wrong, it is a lot easier, more efficient, and less expensive than waiting till the whole thing breaks apart, and uh, you gotta fix more stuff and replace more parts. So, literally one stitch can save you from I'm having to do nine stitches and if you find a problem that's small and you fix it while it's small it don't become big here's one that doesn't seem i guess it makes sense when you get to the meaning of it but you will catch more flies with honey than with vinegar and that means kindness works try it is what googly woogly said or the browser but i want to know And I get the part about you can catch more flies with honey than vinegar. If you try to swat them with the fly swatter or try to hurt them with the newspaper, they're going to be out. They're going to get out your way. They're going to try to avoid you. But honey, you might get them over to the honey and then swap them. Yeah. But anyway, what I want to know is why would you want to try to catch flies in the first place? All right. So you can swat them. Uh All right, so we got that one figured out. How about this one? It seems like when I was in the military and I was leading, that's why I like to just be a worker now. A worker bee and not a manager and in charge. Here's the saying, it's like herding cats. You ever try to herd a cat or a bunch of cats? Or you ever try to herd some caterpillars? Yeah, that means they don't do what you want them to do. Oh, yeah, so when you're trying to instruct a whole bunch of people that ain't listening, that don't want to work, that aren't really good followers, uh, it's like herding cats. There you go. I like this one. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Because some folks, uh, especially in the uh, United States and the Western world, we're very disposable oriented. We want everything. And we want it right now. And if it breaks, we don't try to figure it out. We just buy another one. And that's where folks like me, when I was coming up with not a whole lot of money. Oh, especially in Houston, Texas, when I was living there, me and the missus on Trash Day on Tuesdays was the best, one of the best treasure hunting days of all. We just go up and down the streets and the Neighborhood and the subdivision, and we would get weed whackers and lawnmowers and all sorts of stuff that just needed simple fixes because people didn't know how to or they just didn't want to bother with it. Sometimes it would be a three dollar plug because the weed whacker whacked off the electric cord. So you just put another cord on there. So anyhow, yeah, I like that one. So what some folks might not think is valuable is valuable to other folks. Yeah, and what might not be useful to some if some have the the, the abilities to fix it and make it useful it'll be useful and a treasure to them how about this one the squeaky wheel gets the grease or the squeaky wheel gets the oil well i've heard that one all my life and i know that there's people when they <laughs> man i don't like this you're usually gonna help pretty quick so they'll stop squeaking don't like it but that's one way to keep them from complaining all the time is just give them what they want sometimes they use that against you though because they know that if they squeak you're gonna fix them but that is a saying squeaky wheel gets grease and that is why don't judge a book by its cover. How about that saying? Or today, don't judge fake news by headlines, and don't use or don't be fooled by the clickbait BS that goes on on the social media. Sometimes you see a headline or I'll look at a headline, and it'll be really interesting. And then I click on that article, and it it's sometimes nothing to do with what the headline was, and sometimes it's actually the opposite of what the headline said. So, I don't judge the book or the online headline fake news clicker clickeroo. Don't judge a book by its cover. Actually, there's a deeper meaning to that. Is if you see somebody who's maybe not dressed up, maybe doesn't look too rich, maybe looks like he's homeless. You don't know if he's homeless or not. You're judging him by the way he looks. The Bible says uh, God doesn't judge by outward appearance. He judges by the heart. Now, Saul was being replaced by King David. David's dad brought all his brothers except for David, because David, David was a young, scrawny little guy, and he figured out oh, he don't look like he could be a king. So he brought his other sons who were strong and handsome and put them in front of the prophet Samuel to pick out the king. And Samuel said, hey, uh, he ain't here. You got any more sons? And uh, Jesse brought out his son, and then that's when Samuel enlightened him on God's way of judging folks. He said, don't judge by outward appearance. Judge by the horse till God judges by the heart. So we don't judge a book by its cover. We shouldn't do that. We should get to know them, find out where they're from, what their story is before we start judging. We shouldn't judge harshly till we know the whole story. And a lot of times we don't know the whole story and we probably will never know the whole story. So maybe we should be a little kinder than usual. That's what I have for you today. I hope you did enjoy these sayings and the meanings and a little commentary I had for you. I'll be back with another episode on old sayings. I don't know how many series i'm gonna do but i'll do the best i can and then when i get something else to do i'll do that (laughs) until then i hope you're doing well i hope you do come back for the next episode and until then this is bobby the boomer the baby boomers buddy saying to you goodbye and god bless